this is Kara Connolly, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Roses everywhere. Roses everywhere. All right. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sunny, as always. And with me today is the glorious, multi-talented LA-based singer-songwriter in Kara Connolly. I'm already making her blush right now. You know, it's an honor. Kara, yeah. thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. You know, this has been a busy yet exciting time of the year. We're really 2021 as a whole for you, Kara, with the release of your brand new studio single, Roses, that dropped recently back in September. Yes. First, thing, uh, first things first, uh, I want to commend you on all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far and including that other single, something more dra- that was dropped earlier this year. Yes. Uh, you know, shout out to the other revered, uh, outlets like Spin Magazine, American uh, Songwriter, Music Connection, uh, Atwood, to name a few, who've been praising right. your work. There's just so much to unravel about these collections of songs. I promise I'll get to you. I was going to say, you know, before we get to all that, right, let's take a let's take a deep breath. Whew. I know we've been uh, right? talking a lot before the interview started, that. but, you know, uh, I know right. we're getting back into the normality of things, right? You know, two things. How are you? <laughs> and how's <laughs> life in LA in 2021? It's usually how's your day been? Not right. Not like how's the last 10 months been? No, it, it's really nice to be asked, <laughs> how are you? Because, you know, sometimes we they don't have people to ask that. And it's just like, it's nice. You know, I, I'm good. It's I'm excited to be getting back in the swing of things, honestly, because it's it's been quite the year and a half, as we all know, with global pandemics. Yeah, and yeah. It felt heavy, you know, just glo- like globally and in, in just in the air. Like it's, you could, you could feel that kind of heaviness. Um, and I think that we're starting to feel some of that lift. And I think that that's really great and wonderful. And I'm stoked on it. I think at least out in Los Angeles, I feel like I'm just starting to feel like out here, things are becoming a little bit more normal. Whereas even like two months ago, wasn't quite there yet. I mean, you know, I I hate to say normal because we're still dealing with some of the same, you know, issues. Yeah. It it could be like new normal too. I mean, it's, that's kind of a tender subject to throw around here and there. No, it's true. Cause it's like, you know, I, I, I can't say normal because obviously we're still in the positions that we're in, but definitely there's a new normal that I think people are adjusting to. And I'm definitely uh, finding a bit of a groove with that. So I'm, I'm stoked on it. And um, you know, it's been a crazy year. Like you had mentioned, I put out two singles that I had been working on for, for a while and been doing a lot of press stuff and um, like some television stuff and, you know, and so it's it's been um, a bit of a balancing act for me because I, I do so much as an indie artist. I wear so many hats. I'm like, you know, here's my marketing hat. Here's my yeah, writing yeah. hat. You, you know, like here's my recording hat. Like, and and I'm and I'm the social poster. And I'm, you know, like so. I I have. It's been interesting having to. You know, I've been putting out these songs, but simultaneously I've been recording others. And that's a bit new for me because with my last record, Life in Rear View, I recorded all of those songs like in a row over a couple months. And then yeah. I mixed them all and then I mastered them all and then I put them all out. And like my focus was like live shows, marketing, putting these out, you know, visuals. This time around, it hasn't been like that for me because I've still been recording as I've been putting these out. And so it's a lot more of switching hats for better or for worse, you know, cause you learn from each release. So I can apply that to 
the future songs I'm recording, but also I'm like, oh, I'm in marketing mode. Just kidding. I'm back in creative mode. <laughs> so it was, you know, that decision. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe in the future I would record several, you know, and be like, I'm done with this group of an album or, or whatever, but that's not what I was feeling for these songs. You know, I felt like something more really needed to come out when it did. I was like, it's, it's done. It's ready. It feels relevant to what we're going through, you know, culturally and um, on a global scale of just, you know, feeling, I think that that feeling of like, there's gotta be something more than being like locked up in our places the whole time or, or then this energy that we're feeling collectively. And so it just felt like it was the right time. And I was like, I'm, you know, I need to put this one out. It's done. It's ready. I have a music video ready. Like this one's coming out and I'll figure it out because it just felt like the right time for, for that song. Yeah. What did I say? This was a, this has been a busy yet exciting time. Right. And I yeah, think it's, yeah, I think it it's important to, you know, I hope this conversation we're having right now, I hope this can kind of serve as a break for you, you know, like in between the, the Thank madness you. and the chaos, you know, that, that's kind of the way I like to, I like to give it to, you know, to amazing people like you. And you kind of hinted on the stuff that you've been busy with. But as you're telling me this, Kara, you know, I, I want to wind the clock back to maybe a couple years. I, I, I want to say 2019, but we could even go further back because oh, for fans, <laughs> fans and listeners who may not know, you know, if you could just briefly, you know, talk about that moment in your life that led to the beginning of your journey as the artist into who you are today because you've been on quite the journey i mean from playing uh sold out shows to the nominations and the hollywood and, and music and media getting the nod for a grammy ballot for crying out loud i mean does it feel like everything sort of just went by in a blink at the same time <laughs> oh yeah it's been an insane journey and thank you for like knowing all of that and mentioning it because sometimes i have to reflect back on my own journey. It's like i did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget. Like, you know, my friend called me yesterday because I had made this Instagram post that he thought was ominous. And so he called me and he goes, I just need you're like one of my favorite artists. And I needed to like call you and check in with you because like you seemed like in your Instagram post, like maybe you're having a hard time or something. And he was like, I just wanted to remind you that like, you know, and he starts listing like these things that have happened to me and in, in my life and in my career. And I was like, that's so funny. Cause I forgot. I was like, that happened. Like, I didn't even remember, like, you know, I remembered it once he said it, but he, I was like, how did you know that that happened? You know, but he's like, well, I've been following along. So I was like, oh, that it was really, you know, I I'm totally sidetracking now, but um, it's okay. it was a refreshing <laughs> moment because he was like, oh, remember when you went to Bali and your taxi cab driver knew who you were and like loved your song? And I was like, oh, you're right. That was completely insane. You know, but it's like those little moments. That's that a I've very played. specific description, too. Yeah. Like no, he said that on the phone. I'm like, how do you remember that? And I must have said it in an Instagram story or something. And he was like, well, it really stuck with me because I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. You know, that you could go totally across the world and some stranger that picks you up in a taxi cab knows your song. <laughs> I was like. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> just, just make sure you pinch yourself in the process. Hey, what did you say? What did you say? Like you, the, there is a reason why roses came out at the time it did. You got to stop and smell the roses, right? Yes, and I had to remember that. And it, it was such a lesson for me. Everything I write is like, is to myself. It's what I'm trying to say to myself, but back going back to the journey to actually answer your real question. Um, 
I, you know, I started out as, out as an actress. I did my first film when I was seven years old with Ernest Borgnine, who was like this Hollywood icon that's now passed away. But he was on, he was in films like All Quiet on the Western Front, like very like wow. classic old school Hollywood. And um, it started me down this path of, of becoming an entertainer. And my parents were never like super stage parents. They were like very much like, if you want to do this, you can do this when you graduate, you can drive yourself to Los Angeles. I mean, they were supportive, but they weren't like the stage parents that I now see being a songwriter. And, this you know, sounds and, exactly like my parents. I, I'm not even kidding. Really? Wow. Like, yeah. So sorry, it's like, yeah. You can do whatever you want as long as you do this, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, huh. They were so supportive and they let me do whatever, but I see stage parents now living in Los Angeles who are really driving the ship, you know, and they're like, you're going to go do this lot, this scene. And if you, and if you do it, you'll get an ice cream. They're like, you know what I mean? And they're like bribing their kids. That was never how it was for me. You know, it was always me being like, to like cutting out hedge, like resumes and stapling them to headshots and sending them to a hundred talent agencies. And like, oh, I was yeah. doing that at like 15 years old. I was, or 14 years old. I was always in like very wanting to do something bigger and, and wanting to be in the entertainment fields. And at that point I thought it was that being an actress and I, and I do still act, but it's funny because my journey really led me to music Part of that was that I am an emotional person. And, and ever since I was a kid, I would sing and write melodies. And my friends recently that I you know, knew back when I was in like second grade have reminded me of songs I wrote in second grade that I don't even remember. Like she was like, do you remember this song? And then started like singing this melody. And I was like, oh, yeah. Was that like a commercial back in the day? Like and she's like, no, you wrote that in second grade. <laughs> I'm like, And I knew the song and I could sing it word for word in the melody, but I have no recollection of it being me that wrote it you know so I was like I must I was always writing songs I, it's something that just was a hobby of mine it was like probably the thing that came the most naturally to me of anything that I've ever done but I just kind of thought oh it's this is my hobby I do it because I need to for my emotions and so in high school when you know I was dating this guy who was like hurting my feelings and breaking my heart I'm like writing songs in math class and I went to USC out in Los Angeles and I was studying acting Acting, but I was writing songs on the side and um, I was in this songwriting class at USC because I was like, I need to take a songwriting class because this this is starting to feel like the thing that I actually just like like to do. You know, did you start off going to USC like knowing your major? Because you, no. you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, it's, OK, I didn't mean to interrupt you there because no. again, this is this is reminding me of myself because when I started, I told you I'm in PR, right? I started off engineering. <laughs> No so, way. So Whoa, I, had to, I had to start over and, and then done some. So I, don't, so I don't know if it was something for you, like, like with the songwriting class that you, you entered, it was, it was, it came later in the college years. It was years. later in my college years. Yes. I, I, you know, it's so interesting. I, I remember sitting, I was on a holiday vacation with my family and I was at the time I was a film major. So I was in, my multiple majors in college were like, I was film production. I was a screenwriting major. I was an acting major. I, it, I knew I wanted to be in entertainment. I got accepted into the communications school um, at, for journalism and, and communications and PR. So I was toying with that because I, you know, I've loved like visual marketing and, and language and communication. Like that's the strength. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, I got accepted into that school at USC. And then I was, you know, I was at dinner with my parents. I remember I was talking to them and I was like, you know what? 
just kind of want to be in like the, I was like, I don't know, like maybe the music school. And I didn't really have much of a reason even at that point to say that because I was writing songs, but I'd never like shared them with anybody. I wasn't like a, a kid in high school playing shows on the weekend. Like, you know, I like just knew that I liked writing. And so I was like, that just feels like the only thing that like would be exciting to me, you know? And you know, at that point, I didn't end up doing it because I had I couldn't if I had done that, it, I would have it would have taken me an extra year to graduate. And right. I reasoned in my brain that the money that I would put towards that extra year, I could actually put towards making a record and actually starting the thing I wanted that I'm discovering I think I want to do. So I ended up graduating as an, with an acting uh, as an acting major which I think like helped me out in a lot of ways. Cause a lot of my music is very um, like my stage performance is very like, you know, story driven. And I, I very much put on, like I, I act things out and I'm very like engaging and I think, and I look people in the eye and like, I think part of that comes from, you know, having an acting background and an understanding of like being on stage and, and auditioning. And um, so I do think it kind of came into play in, in an odd way. But, you know, I didn't grab I wasn't in the music school. I took classes in the music school because I said, you know, I have a few electives and I'm going to take, you know, this songwriting class because like the school offers a songwriting class. And I remember my teacher in the songwriting class came up to me and was like, you have really good songs. Like, I really love your songs. He's like, do you play guitar? And I was like, no. I don't because at that point I was just top lining and singing melodies and lyrics. And he was like, why don't you, you know, put this to a guitar and come back next week and have sang it with the guitar. And in my head, I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck? Am no I pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. Like perform this in front of the class. I don't think I would be like as ballsy now as I was like back, you know, at a certain point you, you just when you don't know more, you just kind of do it. Cause you're yeah. now you like, know, like, you know, too much. You've seen like how great people are. And, but at the time I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the, get a guitar and I'm going to write it to the guitar and then I'll go perform it. Even though I suck on with the guitar, you know? And so I wrote the song that I was singing the lyric of melody to with the guitar, came back and sang it. And, um, do you know what I, song? Yeah, I remember the song. It was, it was called You've Got Nerve. It was very sassy. And I just don't know how I had the guts to think that I could like play a guitar. Like, I don't know, because I never played it. I never had lessons. I taught myself everything. I, I realized I could hear the chords underneath the melodies I was singing pretty like seamlessly. Like I could just you know, without music theory knowledge or, or really any, like, I just could hear where the chords would go, you know? It's and just I'm, something that, it, again, say, look at that. It's in your DNA. It's something yeah, that just you resonated with. I can't even explain it. It just came very naturally. And I also just was like, I'd make up chords. I was like, I don't even know if this is technically right. I'm, I'm making up my own rhythm with the guitar. And I don't even know if this is technically right. But like through that, I think I found kind of my own thing where they're like, oh, that's like a Kara song or that's, you know, because it was like I was making up all this stuff. Like I was just writing my own songs. I didn't learn playing like cover songs or, you know, it was just like using it to write. And so kind of just went from there, you know, I graduated and people started like telling me they liked my songs because I'd play them for friends and 
one of my, I mean, it's been a crazy journey. One of my friends was like, you should audition for American Idol. Cause like, I like your voice and your songs. And so I did. And then I ended up getting to like the judges round. Cause there's several rounds before you actually get to the judges. Yeah. 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 And, um, but then I, I had vocal, I had a vocal issue. I had to get vocal surgery. So then I was like on a vocal rest for a very long time. I couldn't speak for certain months. It's been a crazy journey. I ended up finit like making an album, like, finishing an, an indie album and then that kind of led to everything else like it started getting pressed i i fan, fans found me through it who were like so supportive you know i started playing out at like hotel cafe out here at peppermint club and all these other spots and started selling out shows before i had even put out the record um and then of course once i did put out the record it was even like there was more people like fans that would come out or fly out from different states to come. It just really, you know, it's been a long journey. And then in the same sense, it's been, I think I feel like it's been longer than it has been because I was also an actress and I had been pursuing that for a while and, and having difficulties and rejections. And so I've been beaten up by the industry so many times that even though like music really has progressed pretty seamless for me in in many ways, I still remember all, you know, I've been, I've been through the ringer with both of the, you know, mm -hmm. both acting and the music. And I think that like, it's just interesting how I feel like in many ways it's been very seamless. And in many ways I've had to like fight and claw my way to where I'm at. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm it, saying? It, it, yeah. Isn't it weird how, not, I don't want to say weird, but um, I've had my exposure in film. I had my rejection in film and it, it's weird. Like we're both in music considering yeah, what our backgrounds are. What, what, what I'm trying to point out is it's, it's crazy how things have a way of working themselves out. You know, it, yes. that whole, that whole experience you just told me about when your class instructor told you to grab a guitar and start playing, that wasn't planned. You know, it's just something that just happened. Like you knew that you clicked with that. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing with, you know, me, I, I really relate to what you're saying. And it's, I think it is important to, you know, look back on the, the, you know, the, the trials and tribulations that you've been through to get to where you, where, you, where you're at today. Cause it's easy to think you're think to yourself, like, okay, I know everything, what I have right now, would I go back and tell my younger self, Hey, this, this, this is going to happen. It's tricky because if you did, maybe you wouldn't be who you are today. If it wasn't for that. Well, you no. might not have worked for it. Cause like I said, I had to work to get this. Did, nothing in my careers have ever, has ever been, I've always had to work for things. That's just, yeah. who I, that's just my story so far. Like I've never been that person that just like mis miraculously gets lucky or, you know, like you hear, I hear from friends or people, they're like, oh yeah, I was just walking. Like my friend was walking in the, the mall and she was discovered by an agent and then she got on the CW or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like that's never been my story. My story has been, like I said, the girl sitting there cutting out paper, stapling it to headshot. Like I, it has been that the whole way through. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I, I do have the work ethic I have because it, you know, it has brought me to where I am today. And, um, and I think through my journey, I've really learned about producing music and how I want it to sound, which kind of brought us to like something more in roses. And, um, and I think that that's been a big part of like those songs and why they've been, you know, they've been leading to more success in different new ways for me, I think, because I really spent a lot of time 
zeroing in on like what I wanted. You know, there's steps to this journey as all I'm saying. Like, it's like first you do one thing and then you realize all the things you didn't know when you did that. And then you learn through that. And then the next thing you make, you're like, oh, I'm going to do that differently this time because now I learned that that's important and that I care about that. And then you do that differently and you succeed at that. And then you realize, oh, well, these are the few things I didn't quite grasp in that process. Like, it's such a learning experience, you know, and I think um, I really always have known, like, I love when albums are like events and I love the spectacle. And I like, I just love when things have like, such a like story or a visual universe. And so I knew that going into my first record, Life in Rearview. And I really thought about like the photos and the music. Like I've always loved, like, I think maybe this goes back to my film background, but I love creating music video ideas and like visual landscapes. And what does this song look like? And that's such a part of who I am. I think that's part of what led to like the Hollywood Music and Media Awards and the Recording Academy people, like members within the Academy that started to recognize what I was doing. I think that came from a lot of my visual language and stuff I would push to like promote these songs as an indie artist, because a lot of people would reach out to me and they'd be like, your music videos or your visuals or your, your covers, they don't look like an indie artist. Like you look like you're already, you know, do like you have a bigger team than you do. And, and, and that was really, I think the friends that I've made through the recording Academy. Now that's, you know, what they had said. They were like, we just thought you, it was very impressive for like an indie artist, what you were pulling off, what we were seeing. Yeah, and I've seen the music videos you're talking about. Like, it's it's not just <laughs> a, any music video. Like, I'm like, I'm like, how is this? How is Kara not signed yet? That's another thing too, because you, there was another publication out there who said that you were one of like the top four unsigned artists out there, and that's important. I want to make sure people know that because let's <laughs> it's time because I mean your your time Thank is you here, too. Kara, and 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 so sweet. And it's, Thank you. It's very uh, encouraging, even inspiring to see the, your upbringings because you had to work to where you wanted to get and it shaped you into who you are today. Cause now it's like, you've learned so much. I learned you know, so it's much. Just, it's, it's really, um, it's hard to unpack so much that what you've been through it, you know, it is kind of exhausting to that point where it's like, okay, well, now yeah. it's like, you know, you learn from everything you do. And I think that if the, the people that, if you can take the things that worked and the things that didn't, for anything you're trying to do, not just music. Mm-hmm. I truly do believe that you can keep moving forward. As Very long true. as you're moving forward, you're going in the right direction. It might not be overnight. It might not happen as fast as you want. You might feel like you're hitting your head against the wall sometimes. But if the worst, I just never wanted to feel like I was, you know, on the same feedback loop of like, making the same record over and over, you know, I wanted to be like, what went well, what didn't. And I think that's allowed me to move forward and and get some of that stuff, like the Rolling Stone India or the spin or the, like some of the other ones you've mentioned. It it was because I took, I think what was going well from life in rear view and put that into the new music. And then I scrapped what I didn't think was going well and I reinvented it. Um, And I think that like, even like I was saying, I had a vocal surgery, I couldn't speak for several months. 
even that, like, that was like one of my lowest points, just because I, I truly, and I mean this when I say this to you, I truly didn't know if I would perform again as a singer or an actor, because I was having such a hard time even speaking at that point. Like I couldn't, like I said, I had to not speak for several months to recover. And that came with it a whole slew of other things and discovering why that was happening and whatever. But through that journey, I learned techniques on how to sing. I learned, you know, how to take care of your vocal health because as singers, we're athletes. We really are. We're, I'm singing all the time. Yeah. I'm yeah. writing for other artists, which means I'm singing. I'm recording, which means I'm singing. I'm playing shows, which, you know, I'm also an actor. So I'm speaking, I'm doing interviews. So I'm speaking. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a very heavy vocal user just being what I do at, for my careers. And so I really didn't know if that would, you know, if I would be able to do what I was felt like I was set here to do. But through that, I learned all these techniques that I would have never been forced. You know, I feel like sometimes unless you're forced to like really understand a lesson or really get something, you could be told a billion times, oh, make sure you take care of this or make sure you you know, do all these things for your vocal health as a singer. But if you have great vocal health, you're like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I can do it. And it's, it's only when you don't that you're like, you really learn the lesson. So even when you do feel great and you're doing those things and you're on like, you're on a tour and you have a show every night, you've now, I've now taken these habits that I've learned from when I was in a terrible space and so I can actually maintain like this career in a way that a lot of people have success and then they can't because they never learned those lessons, you know, yeah. when they're beforehand. So even the hardest moments have come around and somehow affected it positively. Um, yeah, I think it's just such a like journey, right? It's such a learning lesson and I'm still learning lessons and, and evaluating and I'm looking at something more and I'm looking at roses and I'm like, what went great? What can I improve on? Like, I just, you have to just kind of be, I think a constant student. And I think if you can do that, like you can move forward and, and not feel like you're just, you know, in the same place over and over again. Yeah. And growing, I think it's, that's the theme here. You know, you want to be able to grow every day and you can look back on your younger self and say, okay, I, I know that I know more now than I did then. It's, it's part of my growth. And speaking, speaking of growth, uh, I, I have to mention this uh, because uh, something that has grown with you is the community. And by that, I'm talking about the Karakeets. Uh, talk oh about God. them because that's well, your, that is your dedicated and growing fan base for anyone out there who doesn't know, because which they have been uh, so supportive of not only your, the release of your debut album, but even beyond up to that, to this day, you know, when did that purse become an official thing? And what goes through your head when you just see such dedicated outpour like that? Cause that's I mean, a they're amazing. Like they're phenomenal. I have to say that like, as an indie artist and as a developing artist, like they're like very devoted in a way that I'm like <laughs> so mind blown by. And even some of my indie artist friends will ask me like, how do I get like fans? <laughs> like that? And I'm like, I don't, it's, I'm like, they're, I'm so blessed and so lucky to have them, you know, but they're, they, you know, how did that start? Um, so it really started from life in rear view and I, I started doing some live streams. I started putting out stuff and I would start getting, you know, there were people that were becoming really big fans of, of that record specifically who lived all around the world. I mean, I have 
parakeets in France and London and, you know, Ohio and like, you know, all over the world. And I'm like, how are all these like very different types of people like finding, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Cause I'm like, what makes like a fan of me? And then I'm like, I look at the demographic and I'm like, they're, they're, I don't know what the through line <laughs> is here, but like there's, you know, I'm appreciative, yeah. of it. but, um, I think we were on a live stream and somehow people were started throwing out names like what should our fan base be called you know and there was like the carrots and the care bears and the carakeet and like I <laughs> the think care bears would have been cool <laughs> yeah care bears would have been super cool too I you know and my nickname growing up was care bears, so that could have worked also but yeah. um I think the carakeets, I don't know how that one stuck. I think it was just like so funny and weird. Like we were like, oh, carakeets, parakeets, like it's weird, you know? And so I, I made a joke that week where I posted on my social media, like a picture of a parakeet. And I was like, I love the carakeets, like welcome to the aviary or something. And I, cause it was like a joke from our live stream. Yeah. And then it kind of just went from there where, certain fans, you know, started calling themselves carakeets and they'd be like, they would do like a little sign off of like, caca. <laughs> like, and that then is I, amazing. Yeah. And then I started doing it too. And then they, now they have like, you know, there's a Facebook group and an Instagram group, uh, Instagram page. And they kind of now are friends beyond me. Like it, it was really cool because one of my carakeets, Val, came to my Rose's single release show from Ohio. She's the one I was saying in Ohio. And so um, if you came to the show and you bought tickets in advance, you would get like a little Rose's pin. So she got, you know, Rose's pins and, and I had given her a bouquet of roses because she came from Ohio and I knew I wanted to give somebody a bouquet, but I was like, Val came from Ohio to be here. And so I'm going to give her this bouquet of roses or whatever. And then I discovered, cause like they all kind of talk on their own now. And so they're, and they're friends, which is awesome. And, and I'll see comment, I'll see little conversations like, um, oh, I'll, I'll DM you about there. Like, how's your life going? How's your kid? It's like, well, I'll DM you about that tomorrow or whatever. And I'm like, oh, they're like DMing, like, and they're talking, <laughs> like, it's so cool. Um, but I saw that, that my, you know, one of my carakeets, Val had sent the roses, pin, a roses pin to my carakeet in France who couldn't make it to the Los Angeles show. And so I was like, it's really cool. Now there's like this community where they, they all like, want each other to be involved with the releases and like they don't want anyone one of them to miss out on something it's like it's a very very positive group of of people which is like you don't always find that on the internet you know especially yeah especially a time like today you know people coming together for a positive thing and look at this you know yeah, it's, that's like the coolest thing. That's my favorite part. Like, you know, sometimes they'll send me like fan art or they'll send me like um, certain like uh, photos they took of butterflies. Like some of like two of my carakeets sent me beautiful photographs they'd taken of butterflies, like because of my something more video, which had Man. butterflies. And so I get like really cool things. And they're like, they're like, this ties into something more and this ties into roses. And like, they're really thinking very creatively ab about everything. So I'm like, if that, if, if as my fan base grows, like that's how the people are in it, I'd be like the luckiest artist in the world. You know, it's like, they're like the most supportive, nicest people on the planet. Like, I, I don't even know how it happened. You asked like, how did it happen? I'm like, I don't know, but I, I really do love 
very creative things. Like I'm like, how can we make this fun? I like to like the roses pins or like giving out certain cool merch items or like, you know, I really want to make it fun for anybody that loves my music and is, I want it to be like what I would feel like if I loved an artist, you know, if I'm like, yeah. I want to, I want to feel like I'm involved. Like I want to feel like, you know, they're thinking of the stories of the songs and like, they're, you know, they're doing creative things that, that bring me into like the world of their music, you know, to me music. And maybe this comes from a bit of my film background, but music goes so beyond just the auditory for me, you know, there's the visuals and there's like the story and there's the photos and there's like, there's the merch and they're like, there's so much you can do with music to make it a little more tangible for somebody. So for me, if I can do that for like anyone who loves my stuff, I feel like that that's, that's always a fun thing to do. And I also did this thing where for like clothing items and things I wore in my music videos, I ended up selling them for charity. Um, Cause I, and that was like a six, that was successful too. Like they bought all my heart sunglasses and like things from the last record and like, I just want it to be fun like that, where it's like, you feel like you can be a part of the world that it, that the song, I don't know if that makes any sense, but music, um, uh, Kara, music saved my life. So I don't even think you don't even have to explain that part. I understand it wholeheartedly what you're talking about. You know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for music. We're connecting because of the music. You know, that's that's another, that's another example, but uh, what's the theme? Like smell the roses, right? Stop and smell the roses. I feel like all this stuff you're seeing, the fan outpour, the, the artwork they're sending you, like all these things, like it gives you a chance to kind of just remind yourself why you do what you do and you're doing it the right way. And I can't wait to see where you go from here. You know, let's, let's talk about the music. We talked about everything except the music, you know, the good <laughs> Lord. Cause um, the new music, well, roses dropped last month and then you had yes, something more yes. that dropped around May. Yes. But you're so like researched, you know, everything. It's oh, so- trust. Uh, like I said, it's never just an interview, right? Cause uh, oh, you're so good it, though. Like, it's great. I appreciate so- that. Thank you. You know, I recognize be- those things. I, I really do. And before we get into the core of these songs, we talked about it just a little bit because this is the follow-up to your 2019 debut album. That's a debut album. All right. Life in rear view, which pun yeah. intended it is in the rear view, which I feel like that really got you on the map. Cause I actually went back and, heard that album from top to bottom Kara that's how you release a debut because from the title track to uh swing swing to abuser to marry me all the way to other people do you go back and listen to that sometimes or is it just kind of you do <laughs> well, leave it in the re- embarrassing, <laughs> but yeah I do <laughs> man I've been putting on the spot this entire I know, conversation I feel like artists we're gonna, like, we're, gonna yeah. we're gonna need the wings now aren't we I know this is a wings question because so many artists are like do you listen to your own music and they're like no and I'm like, <laughs> I'm over here like, yeah, I blast that shit in the car. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do because it, sometimes I do for like a nostalgic thing because I just like to see where I'm so I nostalgic. So, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to hear the difference. And sometimes I listen to like a life in review song and then I go and play roses or something. And I'm like, oh, like, I just like to hear like where it went. You know, like yeah. where, how I, it's tr- it's interesting to me, but yeah, I do. And and I think, you know, that record was so interesting because it was really just me. Like I wrote most of those songs on the guitar on my bed at three in the morning. 
at a time when I didn't know anybody, I didn't even know other songwriters. Like it was literally just like, I was waiting for auditions that didn't come. And I sat there on my guitar and I wrote those songs. And um, I knew a few other songwriters who were like friends, just like friends of mine that kind of liked songs, you know, we would like sit and write and I would, you know, show them my ideas. And that was like the phase I was in then. And honestly, it was one of the most magical phases in my music career because it wasn't a career yet. It was like, you know, it was literally just like, I'd be at my friend John's till five in the morning, like showing him songs I wrote and we would, you know, lay down a little guitar vocal demo. And then I'd listen to it a hundred times. Like I have a demo, like as though that was like the, you know, the end all feel, but like, it was just really exciting and magical to, to, and I wrote a lot of those on my own. And it was like, I, you know, I had a hard time narrowing it down to the 12 that ended up on life in rear view because um, I had so many at that point because I had songs I had written for years. You know, I probably had 70 songs and wow, I don't even 70 know how, songs. Yeah. I don't even know how you decide because I don't think there's a right answer. There are definitely songs that didn't end up on life in rear view that I go back and listen to like little like iPhone voice memos of. And I'm like, oh, that was a cool song. I'm like, maybe that should have been on there. But I don't know, for whatever reason, I, you know, it got narrowed down to those, whether it was because my producer happened to like that one, which is also subjective, completely subjective, you know, or I happened to think it told the story of what I was feeling in that moment or, you know, you don't know why songs get picked on an album, you know, it's like a very like strange process where you're like, it just ended up the way it ended up. Um, but that was a, you know, it's like, I am an indie artist. That was literally just like me finding a producer and us making that album together and then releasing it totally independently, like just kind of to see what would happen. I'd never released my first song I ever released was life in rear view. So man, uh, you know, you have that debut album out. And as you're telling me this, that that debut album's out. It's it serves as a chapter in your life. But Kara, you know, now you have these new songs with roses and something more. I begin to think: was there any such thing as pressure for you when just when you decided to sit down and write again for new songs, or even just to follow up, or even just a new album? I don't know what you can and cannot say, considering yeah. we are considering we are in that you know what do people call it the sophomore slump area that we so often hear here, right? You know, yeah, yeah, has yeah. that ever creeped into your head, like? Because or, or or was it just like, hey, I got my debut album out. Screw it. Now I can do whatever I want. Well, like the debut album for me, because it was such an independent process compared to a lot of what you see for artists debut where, you know, some artists, you know, especially major label artists or any label artists, like hmm. they have a lot more people involved in the creation of their first album. And so I think there's a lot more like, this is exactly what I'm trying, you know, this is our artist and we've decided this is the direction and this is the sound. And for me, Life in Review was sort of just like, these are my songs. Like, you know, like, cause like there wasn't that, you know, it was literally like, like I said, me putting out an album because I felt like in my life, that's what I had to do. I had written a screenplay and I had written an album. Well, I had written many songs that I thought could be an album. And I was like, do I want to go try to make this screenplay and star in it? Or do I want to make this album and put it out? And I decided to do the album because I was like, the album's a little more affordable than the screenplay. Where, where is the screenplay? I got to ask. It's so funny. I'm talking. I never talk about this. this I have my own screenplay that I, that's sitting okay. in the corner of my room right now that I just have not yeah. given to anybody. It's like this thick, but 
Oh, Just I haven't curious. done a screenplay in like five years. I don't even know. <laughs> Same it's, here. It's somewhere on a hard drive or something. I, I don't even know where it is. But I think the logic for me was like to make a film that's really like of a qual- level of quality that I'd be like proud of. It's like millions of dollars, you know, like it's exp- mm-hmm. then I was like to make an album that I can stand behind, like quality wise, like pro audio quality wise and be proud of. It's more it's something I could have I could save up for and do without having to get investors and get. And so I chose that. And also, I was so passionate about songwriting. I was like, I this is if I don't do this, I'm going to be like angry at myself because I just love it so much. So so. You know, that's what happened. And then I think going into the second record, um, it's interesting. My only thought was like, wow, some of my characters have been such big fans of this record, this Life in Review record. And I knew I was going to step into something different a little bit. Um, I mean, Life in Review is all about like, you know, breakdown to breakthrough. Like it was it's very much um self-discovery meets like within romance and young love and you know heartbreak and discovering who you are I I wouldn't say life in review is a breakup record in the traditional sense but it was in many ways spurred by a, a big breakup and it it's about the process of finding yourself after a big breakup it's not about the heartbreak of the breakup itself hmm. And I think the new stuff is much more self-discovery based for self-discovery's sake. It's not in reference to like another person. It's me going really into myself and like my own demons or my own things that I, you know, want to share or the way I need to get to the other side mentally or internally, or it's very much more like self-focused versus like there was some of that in life. I mean, obviously it did have self-discovery themes, but like I said, it was sort of spurred and in relation to another person and multiple other people and romance. And this one's very much me. And so I, I knew it was going to be different. I knew I wanted the sound to be different, but I was hoping that the through line of being like my writing and the way I say things and the kind of way that I'm it's fun but kind of introspective like I was hoping that that would remain and that the Karakeets would be excited about that and and be able to be just as excited about it as life in review even though it sounds different so they're excited um, yeah and no and and I think they've yeah I mean they see they've they've jumped right in and have like like been so on board and so I'm so grateful you know, you never know because when you sound, when you change up your sound a bit, sometimes you lose fans. You know, I've always heard that from people like, oh, I went from this to this and everyone wanted me to sound like this record they loved. Um, but for me, I was like, I'm still in a growing phase for myself as an artist that like I have, you know, I, this life in review has allowed me to have a music career. That's the truth. Yeah, because it made it allowed me to write for other artists, you know, it allowed me to discovered me through hearing songs, you know, Oh, would you write for this? Cause I loved your writing on life from review or it, you know, which then allowed me to get syncs or whatever, like film and TV placements because of those artists that I'm writing with. So it really did allow me to have the music career that I have, but it's not like one song on that, like broke through and was like, this is Kara's sound, you know? And so I think for me, I felt like I could still kind of experiment and discover that. And that I, my hope was that I wouldn't lose like my core 
you know, supporters and like parakeets along the way. So that was what I was thinking of. Yeah. Now I want to piggyback off what you just said, because you can see that I'm itching to just get this out there. No, because, I love it. You're so, so uh, I want to, I want to kick back here. Cause I want to, I want you to hear me out. Cause with roses and something more, I loved every bit of these two releases. There's a reason why those publications are saying what they're saying, right? You've always had this Nat Cara for incorporating sounds of, you know, alt pop and tranquil melodies and bright harmonies along with the catchy and upbeat, you know, uh, indie guitar rock vibes within your compositions this showed again to me this showed a different side of you from the you know the acoustic usual acoustic driven pop elements you had on your last record again your growth and your vocals good god i mean i hope you know that you won up yourself here which is <laughs> you know and, and, as, and as, as i was listening to uh the album and then these these songs here it took me to a time of uh, uh th- this is my opinion but you know regina specter uh isley fiona apple kate sure. nash alanis morissette oh. maybe even the cranberries you have that 90s vibe that you, what you have going on especially for someone like me i i grew up in the 90s so it really catered to someone, someone like me i yeah. feel like we should just take a time machine and put you in oh the yeah you just go back and, to and, the yeah 90s. and then see and then see what would happen if you just put you on the stage on i, I just threw a birthday party uh it was 90s themed and i was like we're all going back to 90s with the whole 90s playlist not you know with this uh, full gamut there was alanis there was britney there was cranberries there was you know like it yeah was yeah cool. but um there was justin timberlake you know <laughs> but um I love the nineties. Maybe it's because I'm nostalgic because I grew up and then I mean, I was a kid in the nineties. Yeah. And uh, the, the, uh, the side note, an album that I always go back to when it reminds me of the nineties is Siamese dream of smashing pumpkins. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. Now I got to ask because you're talking about new music, right? Can these two songs, can they serve as a sneak peek into what's to come on a new album? Or are we just barely scratching the surface here? Again, I don't know what you can and cannot no, say. No, no, I mean, putting I, you on I the spot. <laughs> I love that you're asking this stuff. I think that they're scratching the surface. Um, I think something that, you know, but yes, I think it is a, a hint of what's to come. I think for me, how do I just, what you just said about the, the comparison between Life and Review and these, this time I really focused on like the production. Um, the first time around, I wanted it to sound pro. I knew I loved guitars. There were things that I was discovering and the songs were the songs, right? Like Hmm. I play them on a guitar and that's the song. This time around, I was like, okay, I need to just, I didn't, you know, I know now what it's like to be in a studio. I know what it's like to work with a producer. Um, What do I want to sound like? Like, what does each song sound like? Not even like, what is my sound as Kara? It's like, what does each song want to be and why, you know? And so with something more, there was, I I produced that virtually. I co-produced that with my friend, Dan Saden. And he was so gracious and amazing enough to actually give me a hand in that process. I mean, I was there making every choice, you know, together with him on what goes in that song. What does it sound like? And I was like, the bridge cuts out and there's kind of like a, like, you know, there's like some bird noises and there's like a, like a, a stream that comes in and then a banjo sound comes in and then it goes in, into the final chorus and it's like a bang. Like that was stuff that I was thinking about. You know, I was like, what do I want it to sonically sound like? Because I felt like I understood how to write a song. I was like, I know I'm, I'm a writer. I know my, like, I like what I'm saying and my melodies and my stories. 
But I was like, I now have a skill from my last record. I now understand what goes into a record. So I was like, how do I produce these? Which is a whole other skill than, a, than writing them, you know? Yeah. And I knew I loved the 90s. And so the Cranberries were like, you know, I was like, what if this is like a modern pop sound, alt pop sound meets some dreamy guitars and like 90s sounds but not 90s in the way that I felt like was already becoming popular. Like I felt like, you know, people are incorporating some like 90s pop or 90s fashion or 90s whatever. But I was like, what about like 90s dreamy guitars? Like what about, you know, all those artists that you mentioned from the 90s who are not like what you think of necessarily when you say, you know, sometimes you say the 90s and it's like Britney Spears, right? Yeah. Um, which is great, but not my style. Um, so I was thinking about like Lilith Fair and yeah. like how I wanted these songs to sort of feel like if it were like a modern day Lilith Fair. Um, that was where my mind was going. I don't know why it just kind of happened. And I, I knew that I wanted it to be like punchier in some ways, but I also wanted it to be dreamier in other ways. And I was listening, you know, it wasn't just the 90s. I was listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, like Gypsy and Dreams. And, uh, you know, there was just something about like a magical sounding guitar. And and I but then combining it with like a punchier beat that I was like, I'm just intrigued by this. And it feels like me and it might be a different a new sonic step for me that maybe will take my career a little bit more forward, which I honestly think it was the right choice now in retrospect, because I feel like um, I feel like the sonic change, obviously, it wasn't just the sonics. The songs are a little different They're Like I said, they're a little more self-discovery based and like going into my thoughts and how I got to the other side of like those thoughts. But um, I think that the, the sonics are really what allowed these songs to like be associated with like a Rolling Stone or, or a spin or American song. I think it, I think it just maybe amp like up something in the production or in the whatever that allowed it to like be seen as quote unquote cooler than like maybe some of my other stuff, you know, like that's my interpretation more like trying to be objective. And, and to me, it, it worked because everything that you're telling me and um, Kara, I'm an audiophile these days. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound the way I want it to sound. The sound was great. That was a big part of, of why I love these these songs. You know, it was it was a big part of these songs that I really loved. Uh, you you mentioned Dan Satan. I also want to mention I know there's a there's a handful of others who played a big part in bringing your yes, sound yes, to life. Yes. You know, Randy Merrill, uh, Jack Ventimiglia. Hopefully I'm not butchering yes, his name yes, and, yes. and Drew Alexander. I'm yes. sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, Kara, knowing you had this team of producers and mixers working on these songs with you, right? Yes, there was. And, 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 you know, I think through this process, I did it very different from life in review. A lot of it was done virtually because I, it was in the pandemic and I yeah. knew I didn't want to stop making music just because of the pandemic. So I kind of wanted to keep a role. I didn't want there to be like four years between life and rearview and, and my first next single, you know, <laughs> so I, like, I need to do something through the pandemic, which kind of worked because it actually allowed me to experiment, you know, over and over through zoom and see what, and get into like the co-producing and, and try things in my closet and sing things. And, 
it kind of allowed me to be more hands-on because there wasn't like a time pressure of the studio. Cause when you're in a studio, sometimes it's like you book the studio for two days and the song has to be done in two days and whatever it is, whether it's 80% done or a hundred, like that's kind of the song yeah. in a lot of ways for an indie artist on a budget, you know? Um, but for this, it wasn't that because I was working with friends. I started working with friends, you know, and people that I was like, listen, I want this to feel like a me song. I want it to feel unique and special and whatever. And for that, it means we're going to need to really dive in and, and work on it. This can't just be a like, I'm hired to do a song in one day and here's your song. You know, this has to be like a we're going in this trying to figure out a sound and like something that I can stand behind and feel like it's me. And so Drew is amazing with that. Dan's amazing with that. Jack is amazing with that. Um, you know, shout out to my friend and also another artist, Teddy Gold, who wrote Roses with me as well. Um, she she she's like an amazing hyper pop artist um, who I also write a lot for her stuff. So like we have a really cool relationship because our styles are pretty different, but we like we like we write well. Um, and then Randy is amazing. I mean, Randy's just like an industry legend. He's worked with amazing people that are like my idols. Um and, you know, it was cool because like he heard something more and like really brought something out of just like the, the you know, you're an audiophile. So yeah. I can always hear and, and I am too, like I will remix the song eight times. I think there was like, you know, version eight of like the mix or nine or like and then my mixer's like, I'm going to kill you, you know, but like <laughs> I just I like I hear little things. I'm like, well, this vocal needs to come up here like something more. I, I brought some of the vocals up. Even I mastered it. I went back and mixed it to bring some vocals up and then I mastered it again. Like that's how crazy I am about, I, I want it to be a certain way. You want to be crazy about the music you put out, you know, that, I think that's a good thing. And, and yeah. uh, I want to mention this because, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, keep all this in mind as I'm, as I'm talking about this part, because I want the people out there to know how important this is to you. You know, the something that I was excited to talk about is the lyricism throughout Roses and something more. I'll bring both songs into this and your music in general. I begin to think about the tangibles of songwriting and themes. You know, you have a song like Roses, which is about we kind of vaguely talk about it. It's about slowing down, saving the moment and, you know, recognizing the small, even the big things in life. You know, stopping to smell the roses, yeah. really. Yes, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then you have a song like Something More, which, you know, dives into the subjects of, you know, depression, self-discovery, healing, how the feeling of being stuck and exhausted, you know, can impact you mentally, uh, you know, something more than a certain way of life, so to speak. And I don't remember that music video I saw on view in the forest complete yeah. with those visual effects, which is really cool. You know, I can relate to that, you know, and these are just topics that are just easy to discuss out in the open, but yeah, here yeah. you are doing it on such a creative outlet. Kara, you know, to what level do you like to have you know, a theme or, or a concept for your music. Did that play a big part in helping with the compositions? It did, you know, um, lyrically, I think. So there's a song that, um, and thank you. So the music video, thank you for saying that, you know, I can say, I haven't said this to anyone. So this will be my exclusive for IUF. Um, that music video is actually nominated for a Hollywood music and media award for best music video. Wow. And that, I just heard that. I just found that out yesterday. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Um, yeah. I haven't shared it. You know, thank you. I haven't posted that or done anything. And so, um, 
yeah, it's that's co- it's cool because I'm like I haven't even told that is cool. <laughs> yeah, like I need to tell you guys are the first ones that I'm telling that to. I need to, I haven't shared it with anyone, but um, yeah. So that that'll be that'll be that's my next. I haven't you know I was nominated for those back with my last record, but this is the one. This is now obviously like the first song from the new new sound. Um, yeah. So the theme, I am a very big theme person. I think. I try to go from the music first. So I don't try to just make a theme out of thin air. Like I, I, I want it to always come from the truth of what I'm feeling. And so, like I said, for Life in Review, that kind of played into the songs I put on that record because I was like, I was like, okay, I'm starting to notice a through line between the songs that I'm I'm putting on here and writing, which allowed me to kind of fill in the blanks of which songs should go. And I realized that the journey was sort of this journey from breakdown to breakthrough and starting with life and review and this breakup and, you know, I, you know, ending with, uh, you know, beginning with an ending is really what I was saying. Like the album begins with an ending and then it's after that from there. So I kind of saw a storyline of how like I was heartbroken and then trying to find myself through that and then meeting someone new and what what the relation to that person was like because of my heartbreak and then also ending it being like yeah but I still think about this person and and having it come full circle so there was a bit of a story that made me pick those songs same with something more and roses um those songs wouldn't exist if I didn't have a theme truly I wrote this one song called magic that um is you know, a favorite at my live shows. I've played it live. So that's one of the ones people have heard that that it's not out yet. But everyone's always asking me, like, I want to hear magic or play magic. And magic is this song. It's a pop song. You know, it's a very like poppy, like fun song, but it's about perfectionism and it's about trying to control everything and like being in this kind of heavy, dark place. And then the chorus is like, let go, you know, it's basically like losing control and like not having to like know everything, letting go of perfectionism. And then through that, you find the magic, you know, you don't find the magic by trying to like capture the magic and find the magic. Mm. And that felt so true to me. Once I wrote that song um, with, with two of my friends actually. Um, and I played it and people responded so well at live shows that I was like, you know, this just feels so me. Like it just, it's not about a relationship. It's not like, it is literally just like the, my, me at my core and, and my own weird psychoses and my own, like coming to the empowerment and excitement of like letting things go. And then I started to be like, what if I wrote like an EP or a record sort of surrounding self-care and, um, like going into your self-discovery and your inner thoughts and, and kind of finding a way to dance in that and like finding the, you know, the other side of it of like, this is the, you know, I always try to like, I like sad songs and I like happy songs, but I feel like for myself, for my own songs, they tend to be both, you know, it's like you get the hard parts and then you get the other side of how I got to the other side, or you get the court, you get the part that I'm struggling with and then you get the chorus or whatever, which is like, the the revelation or whatever so for me that was what magic was and then I started to kind of snowball off of there of like you know this is the place I'm in I'm in this place where I'm struggling with certain things that have been you know things I've maybe always struggled with but really got shown a light on during life in review because I was busier than ever I was wearing a zillion hats I 
was the one, you know, doing a lot of the publicity. I was doing the marketing. I was doing the visuals. I was setting, you know, I was producing videos and I was kind of burnt out and exhausted by it. Cause I was like, I don't have a team. I love what I'm doing and I love this. And it's like my passion, but it's, I'm tired. I don't know how to keep doing this alone. And so I think that spurred like a very deep burnout for me. Um, even though I love what I do, I just was like, man, I've, I've really been striving and pushing hard. And, and like I said, this kind of goes back to the beginning of our interview where I said, nothing for me has ever come just like by chance or luck. I've had to like, like fight my way for things to happen. Um, the entire way through. And so, you know, causes burnout when that's, you know, so I was like, I'm exhausted. And so, you know, magic was the first, then there was something more where there was a few others as well that have not come out yet, but something more was one of those where I was, you know, I was like, well, if this is true, what else is true? Okay. If magic is a song, where else, what else is in this world that like, I want to touch on that kind of, when you get the package of these, you can kind of like, it's almost like a prescription or whatever for all these different things that you might be like going through in a phase of life. And so I was like, magic deals with perfectionism. I was like, I'm also feeling like I'm, you know, on this hamster wheel and, you know, kind of going in this circle and try and in my thoughts and, and depressed. And that was something more. And then I was like, yeah, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm also like really ambitious and I'm, I'm striving for things. And like, maybe I should just kind of let things be instead of trying to control everything. And, and that, you know, and trying to be somebody and trying to make something important. And that was roses and that, you know, and then, and then it kind of went from there and, and it, it kind of branched out and it eventually became something that is not really just about self-care, but, um, is more about rejecting the rules of that society tells you that you have to be and, and do and the certain ways of life that we've all just become accustomed to, you know, growing up in our society. And so it kind of became about, you know, recognizing your own thoughts, rejecting the thoughts that, you know, don't work for you and reclaiming the ones that do and making your own rules and, and you know, being unconventional and you know, not doing things just because like, that's what you're supposed to do to do. And so that really is a big theme of a lot of what I'm writing. And so I think the theme thematically, these two songs, um, I think are like a taste of what I'm, where I'm at with this second project. Um, but, you know, as a lot of my carakeets will know, and I'm sure many will be listening to this because they love interview, like they love interviews. It's like their favorite <laughs> thing. Um, I, and I'm so stoked on that. I love them too. It's like one of my favorite things, but um, they, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think with that, like, there's just going to be, there's so much more to come. I don't, it's like, I don't want to say too, too much, but there's a lot more to come. And, and I think that, um, that it's definitely like, that's going to be a theme. And like I was saying with life and review, uh, my character started to notice that, that there's a lot of different styles. They were like, oh, there's Let Me Go, which is like this pop song and like has like this, you know, whatever. And then there's like, Like I Never Loved Somebody, which is like really simple and acoustic. And then there's Life in Review, which is kind of like slightly country folk pop. And they were starting to realize that they felt like they didn't exactly know what to expect. And then there was Swing Swing, which was like, yeah, yeah um, you know, ambient and like vibe. It, it, it was really different sides of Kara that maybe even part of your personality that you were able to express it through your music. I love yeah. that you're saying my Kara Keats. It's part of the language now. That's that's really cool, Kara. Like, I mean, th- think about that for a second. I, I, again, this ties into 
stopping to smell the roses. That's another example. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I fit fans just doesn't feel right to me because they're not really fans to me. They're not they're, just fans. Yeah. No, they're not. They're like family to me. And they like because they connect so much to the themes and the things I care about, they it feels like they understand me in a way that like even some of my friends don't, you know, because they're like they care about the same things like they understand like my music is so much my heart. And so the fact that they can hear it and connect, it's like they're a part of me. They're my family. They're, they're not friends or they're not fans, I should say. So that's why I say they are friends. They're friends, they're family. They're, you know, they're a part of me. That's why I'm like, Karakutes just feels like it encompasses all of that, you know? Yeah. And I can't wait to, you're talking about teasing, like all the stuff you just told me, I can't wait to hear the newer stuff that you have coming out, you know, um, man, uh, Kara, we've covered a good amount of ground on this. Awesome. <laughs> it's not even an interview at this point. It's just a fun conversation. All we're missing is just some wings and some, some drinks. Just like, I know. It I was know. just like a, it the felt like a, even to me, it felt like a therapy session. It's like, I, it like, was like, 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 like you need, you need like a, like that couch. And I have to sit on like the small. I know I'm telling right, you everything. I feel like I'm just like being so like, this is the truth. <laughs> I'm like, this is the reality. And, and, you know, thank you so much just for sharing so much about who you are, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you've taken in, which we have discussed about and, you know, performing for as long as you have and, and the people you have met and worked with during your music releases, uh, you know, including your nominations and accolades, your relationship with your family, friends, the Kara Keats, this pandemic and your mental health. Uh, you know, uh, we talked yeah. about we talked about again, again, you know, I don't mean to sound like a broken record. We talked about stopping to smell the roses. Right. But yes, yes. You know, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career? You've experienced so much and then some, you know, did all that sort of just play a part in helping you grow as a person or an artist? In other words, do you ever stop to take a look back at how far you've come? Yes, I, I have. And I, and this is a good interview for me to do that too. I, you know, it's funny because now it seems like it's a saying, like people will say to me, like, there are roses everywhere or like, you know, things like that. <laughs> I've right. noticed that like the last month people have said that to me a few times, which I, I'm like, great. I need that ingrained in my brain because I, I forget too. like, like I said, these songs are as much for me. You know, I have, I wrote them as not because I had it all figured out. Like I wrote them because I didn't. And I was trying to remind myself that there are like, there's things to be grateful for. There are things that are exciting. There are, you know, you have to stop and smell, take a breath. It's not all about achieving. It's not all about, you know, the next step. It's looking back. It's being grateful for where you are. It's all of the stuff that's like really deeply embedded in the music that I'm writing, which I think is a big part of my growth phase as a human right now, you know, things that I'm trying to really learn for myself and that I really believe on like a core value level um, that I'm trying to like ingrain in my brain. And, and I've found that music is such a, so powerful for that. Like melodies can like take us places in Vermont. I still, I'm terrible at math, the worst at math, literally embarrassing. And, and um, I'm still like counting tips on my fingers. Like I'm not bad, but um. I was the worst feel, yeah, like so bad. Oh my God. I'd be like the last one in there taking a test. Like it was so embarrassing. I don't even know how I still pass statistics all those years ago. <laughs> Same, I don't either. I don't know. I took, I took AP stats too. And I was like, why did I? Oh gosh. 
I think I, well, like, what was I trying to prove <laughs> like I'm no AP stats girl, but, um, you know, but it's, I still remember like X equals negative B plus or minus the square. Oh minus. my goodness. How do you, oh my goodness. Okay. Now we're taking a time machine. Okay. Holy crap. You know that what just I'm blew my mind. <laughs> yes, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, uh, my, uh, my little brother, he's actually a, a math professor at the university I go to and he teaches my little sister and that's that's the song that came up I'm like what how is the this is anyway you're blowing my mind right now with that no but I, I mean <laughs> I don't remember what that has to do with like I don't either I just like, I'm like I think it. it was the Pythagorean I could be totally wrong I think it's the Pythagorean theorem but it's like x equals negative b plus or like I can say the whole equation even though I have no idea what the equation is for I'm gonna have to get I'm, back to you on that because I'm, I'm like terrible I'm at thinking math, hardcore about but it's that. like music is so powerful and I don't know where I, I just went on a tangent again but my you know I recently I went to go see my grandmother and she has Alzheimer's and she you know sadly mm. is in a place where she can't really, she can't walk anymore. She can barely speak, but we were singing her these old classic German songs that she grew up with. And suddenly she's singing the words and and can speak and knows the words. Wow. And it was like the most, like, it just like my heart, like, I was like, oh my gosh. It was like one of those moments where it's like a moment you just remember forever. You know, it's like one of those yeah. things where you're like, I know I'm, I have to cherish this because like I said, she's in a, sp a space where she can't, I can't talk to her about much. I don't know if she remembers, like, we don't know if she recognizes us. She can't walk, but yet here she is singing these German songs and like fully able to sing them is dancing along as though it's like untapped some crazy memory for her. And I just think music is so, so powerful. Um, that this, you know, I'm trying to like, I'm hoping that through my writing my own music and having these melodies in my brain and singing this over and over at shows that like, I can teach myself these, like these lessons, you know, and, um, and remind myself when I forget, you know, and so I think to answer your question about, you know, looking back and feeling like happy with where I'm at and stuff, inevitably, like, I'm a very ambitious person, I'm always looking ahead. It's like, you know, I've six, like some of the things that have happened to me this year were, were things I wanted to do five years ago. Like I was like, that would have been so cool if I could be like on this or to do this. And then it happens. And then you're like the goalpost changes. Right. Mm. I'm just being honest. Like my, yeah, goal, yeah. it moves like, and I hate to say that, but it's like, you know, it's even when you achieve the thing of, of like even getting to go to the Grammys, like the craziest thing ever, like as a kid, I'm like, how cool would it be to like go to the Grammys or like go to the Oscars? And then I'm like at the Grammys and then I'm like, oh, wow. Like, but now, you know, the, the, the goalpost always moves. Right. Or you're like, some things are not exactly what you expected and others are better than you expected. And like, it's, it's constant movement, but I do look back and I'm very grateful. If I look back at me five years ago, or even, you know, like even as a kid or like, you know, I would be singing at the park with my friend, like, you know, I'm trying to get strangers to listen to me singing pop songs, but like, but like, you know, looking back at there and then seeing where I'm at, I'm like, wow, I really went for it. I followed my dreams. I like, it's been tough, but like, I've, you know, I didn't give up on it. And I'm actually in a place where now I can see the fruits of like all this hard work I've done over my lifetime, you know? And, um, even like the acting auditions that I wasn't getting now be I'm getting them because of my music career. So it's like, you know, now all of a sudden I like am getting film and TV auditions and they're like, 
I think a big reason is because they, you know, whatever now know that I'm, I'm actually like doing something and I'm like on some sort of a public sphere. Yeah. So it's like, it all come, it all kind of comes full circle. It's really strange. Um, and but very I'll, cool. Yeah. But also I was going to ask, you know, I was going to add that, make sure you remind yourself why you do what you do, you know, cause you're doing it for yourself too, Kara, you know, it's, I love to see the success that you're getting. It's so, it's really great. Like it's encouraging to, for someone like me to see your upbringing uh, to, to where you are today. It's also cool. Like, you know, I've had some friends of mine, you know, who, uh, the more successful you get, it's kind of easy to lose track of yourself where you are. You kind of have to push everything to the side and kind of just, you know, just exhale, reevaluate yourself, remind yourself (laughs) why you do what you do and then go back into it. Right. Well, even like seeing my grandma, like I said, that was a big moment of reminding myself why I do what I do because the, you know, the entertainment industry can be tough and, and, you know, cause you're in it too, you know, you're definitely, but it can be hard. And so seeing that and realizing like, Oh, this is the value of music, you know, and it's beyond just these little success points that we tell ourselves, you know, And then recently this week too, I've had a, you know, a few years ago, I kind of made a list of like um, bucket list producers I would want to work with, you know, but they were out of, a lot of them were out of reach for me. You know, it was not people I knew it's, I tried, believe me, I tried to reach out to these people and it didn't work. Um, <laughs> a lot yeah, but of hey, here you are with Dan Satan and Randy Merrill and, and yeah, beyond, yeah. You know? so, and I had an, yeah, this week I, I started working um I started working on a song and like on some artist development with one of my favorite Nashville producers who's been like someone I've been a fan of for several years now. And now we're working together on a song. And I was like, that was a moment like back to what you were saying about just kind of taking the breath and like recognizing where you are, where I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I like, this is someone whose songs I listened to that I was like excited about that I like wished would write me back. And now I'm on like calls with this person and, and he's like, oh, like you're already doing really well. Or like, you know, like you don't really need me because you're, you know, and so I'm like, I'm like, yeah. well, like I'm excited to be working with you. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, in, a, in a way, and it, uh, I, I'm I'm my own worst critic. I don't know if you're the same way. It's just oh yeah. You know, when something like this happens to me, when I when I have my moment, I kind of just sit there. I have to remind myself, just sit there and kind of just stare, you know, just take a moment to myself. Like a very successful event has happened. Let me take it in. Cause you really have to. It's uh, you know, it's I think it's it is important. I mean, life wouldn't be that's what life is all about. Celebrating your successes. Yes, and by the way, so my heart goes out to uh, you and your grandmother, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. No, you know, it's, it's hard, but I like to share that. I mean, it happened a week ago, but I like to, sh- I've been sharing the story because it's, I think it's like, it's cool to remember that it is that. And, and, and thank you for sharing so much and beyond. Now we've been, we've been like, it's been Got a very it. heartfelt interview, right? Now we're going to end, end things on a really bright note. I mentioned that surprise at the end, right? So here we are. We're going to have some fun now. If we hadn't had fun, we were having fun the whole time, but still. having fun. So, You're well, having, I mean, therapy's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy is fun. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. I've had, I, I had other amazing guests tell me, Sonny, this is like therapy to me. Like, thank you so much. It is. Oh I'm my like, God. I'm just, I'm just a fan, dude. I, you know, I have like five like, more years on my life now because of this interview. <laughs> all right. I have that. That means so much to me coming from you. Okay. Now. Before I let you go, Kara, I'm going to do something. We're going to talk. We're going to do the fun part here. I know. I'm very nervous. For this. All right. No, no, you got, you got this. You got this. Okay. I'm going to do something here called 
the lightning round. So what's going to happen is I'm going to go down this list here. You have to think quick on your feet. You have to pick one or the other. Okay, I'm going to okay. ask you a question, right? Just okay. pick one or the other. We're going to, we're going to go down the list. Some of them are very simple. Some of them are just downright ridiculous, but that's the okay. fun part about it. Okay. 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 I yeah. think I got, I got, they got some good questions for you. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> Red or blue? Uh, blue. Vegan or meat? Vegan. Yes. Coffee or tea? Tea. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Oh, Lord of the Rings. Who's your favorite character? Uh, uh, the Hobbit. <laughs> Elijah. That counts. Wood. That can't, Elijah. Wood. That, that counts. <laughs> that, that's probably one of the best answers I've ever had. All right. <laughs> Mexican food or Italian food? Italian food. In and Out or Shake Shack? Because you're in California. Uh, I'm going to go with in and out. Okay. I was there two weeks ago. We, yeah, yeah. so me and my friend, we were deciding either go to in and out and shake shack. We just said, screw it. We just went to McDonald's instead. No, you got, that doesn't. That's we, not so we got, we got in and outs and shake shacks here in Dallas, but let me tell you, it's not like it is out on the West is it coast. Not? So, no, it's, it's all right. But I have had in and out and on the, on the West coast in, it's in, not the same, yeah. in San Diego, at least. And it's, Man, well, it's like a whole different burger joint. I have to pick in and out because I grew up in San Diego and um, for like proms and things, we would always end up at in and out and, and they have a grilled cheese there that's on okay. the secret menu. So Ooh, uh, can I ask you a question? Side note, have you been to Coronado Island? You have, right? Yes, yes. Of oh, that's yeah. actually my favorite place in the entire world. Anyway, really? It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a magical for, place. I, I go there every year except this year, but uh, that's my favorite uh, spot. So ever. magical. I love oh, it. that beach. I just want to live there. Okay. All right. Here we go. Moving on. Um, Which now we talked about film, which actor or actress would you pick to play yourself in the movie? <laughs> oh, that's tough. Um, well, I actually just did a doppelganger thing on my TikTok and it was determined that, uh, that, well, okay. So I, I'm going to just say Kira Knightley, but I've been told that Malin Ackerman and Diane Kruger are actually my, although they're older than me. Oh, Diane <laughs> Kruger. I can yeah. see that now. All yeah. they treat is a German accent and you're good. Yes. Looks like that. So she could um, be, although she would have to be a little younger, but I don't know. Maybe this, I don't know. Diane Maybe Kruger still looks good for age. She looks I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, she looks good. Uh, I think Diane Kruger. I think Diane Kruger. That, that's a great answer. Okay. Yeah. Heavy metal or hip hop? Uh, uh, I like both. Um, uh, hip hop. Okay. Halloween or Christmas? I like both. Uh, 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 I'm going to say Halloween just because it's Halloween this week. I, I feel like Christmas wouldn't be as exciting if it wasn't for Halloween. I feel like that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, and, I love Christmas. It's probably my favorite holiday. Yeah, but, I'm actually, yeah. believe it or not, I'm actually dressing up for the first. I, I mentioned I'm going to Kansas City in a couple of days. I'm oh, yeah, dressing yeah, up for the first time in like 15 years. I'm not even What's kidding. your costume? Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. See, I got the jacket, the vest, the you're going the slides, throwback. You're going everything. Throwback. I mean, I mean, oh, throwback beyond throwbacks. I have no idea how it's gonna look. Good but one. Ferris oh Bueller. I have no idea where that came from, but I'm 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 him. All right. Uh New York or Chicago. I'm gonna have to say Chicago because my whole family's from Chicago. I was just in Chicago this past yeah. uh summer. Yeah. I love Chicago. All right. I love you. So I now I, I'm in Texas, so this is a debate here. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan pie, pecan pie. Oh my gosh, how do I say it? Pecan pie, pecan pie. Pecan. Um, you know, that's now I'm like, how do I say that? Pecan. <laughs> I'm like saying it back and forth. Pecan pie. Pecan. Can I have the pecan pie? 
I think I say pecan. Yeah, I said pecan too. People say pecan. That that is actually a debate down here. When you come to Texas, uh, two things you got to have is water burger. That's the first one, and number two, okay. you, you got to have a pecan pie. So okay. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. All I know, all I know is that you can have. You know, for me, it's going to be hard because that's a lot of food. You know, I I go straight to the treadmill after that. So well, shout out to <laughs> I. I need to come out to Dallas because uh, I have a a friend slash. A co-writer of mine, Kati, who is out there. Awesome. And they're a really amazing 14-year-old artist who I write with sometimes and really, really talented. So you'll have to interview Kati sometime. Shout out to Kati. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely hopefully link up on that. And and you got to have Texas barbecue. There's this place called Pecan Lodge in downtown Dallas, which I highly recommend to anyone. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and you have to make like a reservation like a week in advance because it's the lot it's booked front to back like every, oh, all wow. week. So Pecan Lodge. Shout out to Pecan Lodge not also. Pecan Lodge, not Pecan Lodge. Not Pecan Lodge. <laughs> According to us, there are people out there who say it's pecan. Like they would even get like No, that pecan. seems weird now that you say pecan. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how, how did I even get confused? Of course I why do people pecan. even say it that way? All right. Yeah, I'm like, of course I say pecan. It's not pecan. <laughs> all right, we got a couple more. If, if Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, I love Harry Potter. Like I just, you know, like, I don't know, having a hug from Voldemort as if he's, you could change his life. Yeah. I might change (laughs) his mind. Maybe he'll stop being so evil. All right. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. (laughs) (laughs) so i've I've had people who tell me well i can talk to my cat so maybe i'll speak every language in the world so yeah they're like i already (laughs) can talk to animals i mean it's funny some of my friends call me snow white because like i have a pet squirrel that comes to the the window and like knocks on it and i go uh, feed it a pecan (laughs) talk to the talk to the uh, pecan man you're on a roll here all right last Um, one i think this is the last one okay this is a good one we talked about the 90s right yeah man this is perfect there's a time machine in front of you. Okay. It says the destination is Woodstock 99. Do you take the trip knowing what transpires there? Yeah. Really? I just want to see. <laughs> because, be a- because, because there's this, this documentary out on HBO Max. I don't know if you've seen it. Talking about the riots and the fires and all yeah, the assaults yeah. I haven't seen it, but I, I maybe need to see it before and maybe I'll change my answer. But um. well, it, it's it's interesting you say that because I would too, but I probably wouldn't go as like just a fan because it was just a disaster on yeah, what yeah. happened. And uh, it, some some artists would ask me, well, if I have VIP access, then maybe I would. Sure. That, that way you don't have to worry about all the craziness that's happening the crowd so i guess it no it probably does depend because i'm like i would like to go if i can take if i'm like basically you know on a tram watching like you know what i mean there we go think outside the box yeah like i want to i would love to just get to be in that place um it's such an iconic time but i don't want to be in the disaster and you think you think about 1999 right like that's the the year before 2000 hit and all the craziness of like y2k Y2K. yeah i remember that i remember my uh my my dad was like we should turn off all the computers at midnight i'm like why i was just a kid i didn't know you know but then then, (laughs) yeah that was so crazy just the just the stuff that happened in the 90s like that's something i would just like to revisit again, you know, not change I've never revisited it again, like with where I am now, you know, because I, I always have this club because I love the 90s. 
And I'm like, is it because I was so like naive and innocent? I didn't know better. And it just has this nostalgia for me of like this very simple time. Or is it, you know, were the 90s just like great? And even if I was in the 90s now, like as I am now, would I still love be like, oh yeah, the 90s is where it's at. Yeah. And your perspective really changes as you grow up. And uh, as I'm looking back, uh, gosh, I'm almost too nostalgic. I still keep receipts. I still have my Blockbuster card. (laughs) <laughs> oh, from the 90s I, it's not in my wallet but it's it's somewhere in the closet but i left i just i just kept like i remember one of the first i'll i'll give you a little really cool secret about me it's probably not even a secret but one of my favorite movies ever ever i'm not even this will throw you off i promise is spice world i love no that movie way. i'm not kidding i remember the first time i we we rented it it was like a two-for-one deal one saturday night that. it was like 1998 and we rented i remember what we rented we rented d3 the mighty ducks and Spice World. It was Mighty like a two for God. one deal. And so me yeah. and my brother were at home one night. We just ate popcorn shrimp and homemade pizza. We watched Spice World, D3, and then Spice World again. <laughs> and and now the rest I is history. Spice so World. that's so that's the movie I've actually watched the most in my entire life. No joke. <sighs> second is se- second is probably episode six of Star Wars, but it's Spice World. That's the movie. Oh I've no, and so. I picked Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's so that still counts. But and uh, I said the Hobbit. Yeah, I got it. Hobbit. I gotta uh I gotta watch Spice World. I, maybe I should be ginger spice for Halloween. That could work too. And I'm trying really hard to get just one of them as my guest. So yes, I, I'm no, actually I'm actually friends with their publicist. So hopefully down the road. That's like that's actually my that's dream cool. guest. That's cool. <laughs> that's you have from... some really cool guests though, because I've been listening to your interviews. Uh, I I appreciate you. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You have no idea how much that means. No, you're great. I mean, you're such a good interviewer and and now I got to experience it firsthand. So I can say that definitively, but, um, but you know, I, I even noticed that when watching your interviews, I was like, wow, he makes all the guests feel so comfortable. And he's like, ask such good questions, thoughtful questions. And I was like, and he has some like really cool guests that are like really successful <laughs> like and, that, and, I, and, I, and I, hey you're you're in that same department and the oh, fact that i'm hearing that from you that that you have no idea how much that means to me sometimes you kind of need that reassurance from yeah i know, mean from, it it's so true i was so like i i was like wow like you've gotten some really cool people on here and not only that i remember i looked up for your background and uh i remember i first requested for this like a, over a month ago or something like that yeah 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 um by the it's actually good that we're doing it not right now because we probably wouldn't be able to do it before that because um i'll go ahead and put this out there uh when i got back from california it was actually around my birthday the day after my birthday i actually got hit by a truck while i was walking oh my god and I'm there's sorry. no way i should have i should i shouldn't have survived but the paramedics are like how are you alive right now Whoa, um, so not- it's good to know yeah it's crazy like my, i still i still have like bruises on my back and stuff yeah, I'm going sure. through physical therapy and of all that course. stuff in between but Man, Kara, it just wasn't my time, I guess. Yeah, it and wasn't then- the time. Well, I was in Greece, so it. I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm sorry, you were in. You were having medical. Problems. I was in the ER with my brother. Both of us got hit actually that night, and it was just crazy. And and uh, you know, is he okay? He's okay. He took he took actually the worst of it because he was actually a neck brace the whole oh time. But we're God. fine now. I'm we're sorry. good. I'm we're, like we're- thinking of you guys. That's getting hit, you know, by a vehicle while walking is just like. Well, now I can say I, I can take a hit from a Dodge Ram four by four coming at you at 30 miles per hour. I can yeah, take a hit and walk nice. away from it. And you're like, I, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you would like the, like the punt, like the saying would be like, that's just, that's the most 2020 thing, the 2020 thing ever. This is the most 2020 thing ever. If you can survive that, you could survive anything. It yeah, feels it, like, wow, yeah, it's, 
you're like nine lives cat. <laughs> man, it, it was, it was kind of crazy, but you know, it, it's really cool that we're able to work this out. And it Same, was so great. Like, to- I was like, I want to make this happen. I was like, when I'm back, I need to, we need to make it happen. Cause I see they no, sent me the No, thank you, Kara. Just thank you for just taking the time out of day to do this. I feel like we could talk for another two or three hours, but like, we'll, save like we'll, hour we'll, we'll save that in person. When, if I ever go back, go back to LA soon, if you come down to Dallas, let's love stay in the touch. cauliflower wings and uh, <laughs> I'm going to, oh, that. trust me. We have those ready to go too. So, uh, once that becomes in the norm and touring resumes for most of these artists that we're having on our show. Um, you'll be the first to know. So I'm so um, pumped. I'm like very excited about this. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for such thoughtful questions. Like really seriously, it makes me think and, and it really inspires me. So it, it, it's, it, it's, you kind of like on a, kind of like a high, right. When you yeah, do I'm stuff like, like this, it's like, I feel good about myself. You know, I, no, I do. I it this, was so but... fun to get to like reflect, especially with someone that is such an audiophile and also listens to music <laughs> with like the ear that you have. It's it's really awesome because not everybody does, you know. No, so. thank you, Kara. And uh, hey, let's stay in touch on the socials. Yes, you know, yes. Do you have any? Do you have any? You know, shout outs, any last words, anything you like to plug in or mention as far as uh, the new music? Just, I'm just excited for everybody listening to hear all the new stuff that's coming. I have a ton of stuff up my sleeve that I'm in the process of working on as as usual. So just know that it's like you know, there's always stuff coming, and and when you least expect. So I, I'm very excited. And where can um, the fans or the future parakeets stay in touch with you? Yes. <laughs> like the website, social yes. links. So my website is www.caraconnelly.com. Two N's, two O's, two L's in Connolly. And um, I have an email list that I share kind of special information. Um, I send, you know, songs that are not out yet or, or covers that I'm having the trouble deciding between. And so p- fans can get really involved there. I also have my Instagram, which is just Kara Connolly. My uh, uh, Twitter's MS Kara Connolly, like Miss Kara Connolly, and uh, Facebook is also MS Kara Connolly, like Miss Kara Connolly. And I'm on just, I'm on TikTok now, Kara Connolly Music. So I need, to, I need to start TikTok. TikTok's just been. I feel like I'm behind now already. I yes, saw TikTok, and then you know I saw my sister doing it, I, but then I was like, okay, maybe it caters for people her age and the high school. And it took me a while to like start because I was like another social platform. Yeah, like, but if you think yeah. about it, like with music, especially with oh. Uh, who you are and what you put out there and TikTok would be, man, Kara, that's, that'd be a big platform for you to. You yeah. Know, take I'm trying to and- embrace it and maybe start doing some covers or some originals and, you know, I'm trying to embrace it. So I, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm late. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. I'm going to keep an eye out on your TikToks. And if, if it's up, if I'm up to it, I'll probably start one for like, I would have a great, it'd be great if you had an interview under fire TikTok where you kind of share clips. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be really cool. I will definitely look into that, you know, going forward. And uh, yeah, that you'd be great on that too. Cause like um, people love those clips and, and sharing <laughs> it. And I mean, it's like quick, quick content. Right. But I mean, no, I, I mean it's awesome. Kara, just thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing this. Um, again, this will be the first of many, I hope, you know, everyone- yes, I can't wait to see you when you're here <laughs> or when I'm there. And um, this is seriously amazing. I'm so grateful. I can't wait to share it. My fans like love interviews so much. So like, and I, like I said, I do too. I think that's why, cause I love them. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I love, I get to chat and like meet somebody and talk about music and like, and you're, this yeah. is like my favorite one. So thank you. No, thank you. And everyone who's listening, this is Kara Connolly, the lovely Kara Connolly. Roses is out now. Something Kara more Black. is out now. <laughs> right, right, life in rear view is out now. Uh, yes, uh, yes, it is. Your favorite, <laughs> you, can, you know, um, 
buy the album if you can because it you know it helps the artist the artist can't do it without your help and that that's just as important spotify listens are great but you know no gonna... it's true it is important it's it's super helpful and it doesn't happen as much these days so yeah and keep on on the lookout for new music uh kara stay safe safe out there in la have a great halloween um, yes, you too. I hope you uh, take some pics because I'd love to see your. I, I will. We'll. We'll. We'll, uh, we'll. I'll follow you on the socials. Let me know if you do decide to be Ginger Spice. That would be. That would probably make my. I'd have to nice. really pull it together last minute. I don't have any. I'm like, how do I get that? You that? got. You got what? Three days. Today's Thursday. Three days. I need. A, I need knows? a flag dress. I need the flag dress. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you how can make it happen. It? Okay. All right. Uh, we'll stay in touch. I'll talk to you later. Stay safe, okay, and bye. then. Uh, I appreciate you again. Talk All right. Soon. Thanks so much. Stay in touch. Bye, Karen. Roses everywhere. Roses everywhere. Roses everywhere. Roses everywhere. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.